The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast for the week of February 10th. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I still haven't changed it, Brian. It still says uh, to a new year. I, I write it down. If I'm like uh, uh, Will Ferrell or uh, uh, what's his name on <laughs> whatever, whatever it says, I'm going to say it out loud. Whatever's written down. Uh, like it says, we have another great for you. A great show for you this week. There you go. That is very presumptive. <laughs> it is. I know. I know who our guest is. I'm actually nailed it this time. I nailed this time. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. See, you hear that? You could already tell. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie, gang. I'm tired. I got I got a big week. I've been hustling like crazy. So I'm at a, I'm at a seven. I need to be at like a ten. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm at a two. Oof. Yeah, I think for the first time, I think this week I've kind of felt the I felt the gravity a little bit of all the things and yeah, it's just been. I mean, I realize as we record this, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I was gonna say but, this week is not. Yeah, you can't even say that. It's, Yikes. Uh, yeah, it's just there's just a lot, but I'm, everything's great. I have I have precious <laughs> little to complain about, but man, I need a yeah. nap. Yeah, it's it's great. He <laughs> says, "Don't worry about it. It's great." That's the equivalent of saying that guy's the worst. He's a nice guy, it's, but he's terrible. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> he's fine. He's a nice guy. Everything's uh, fine. Well, you know, Brian, we're always rooting for you. I know you yeah, got your no, hands full <laughs> with the the fifty some podcast that you're overseeing. I don't know when he sleeps. I swear, it's like it's crazy. Um, but you know, just just think about that. Get some sleep. Feed the chickens. Um, we don't have chickens. You didn't get. You never got chickens. We have a coop. We have no chickens. Yeah. I mean, why have why have the coop? Well, <laughs> it, it came with the house. So. It came with. The, <laughs> I'm gonna do it eventually. I'm gonna get you to get chickens. I, I can't do chicken. I can't. <laughs> they randomly die, Jason. I can't have that on my hands. The only good argument you have for not having chickens. <laughs> fresh eggs? I, I listen, I'm all about the fresh eggs, but I can't deal with the spontaneous death. I can't do it. <laughs> but then you have you have chicken salad and you got <laughs> chicken soup. <laughs> and uh, look that at this half is the best part pool. of chicken. <laughs> That's when you get to eat them. Yeah, the live chicken. Nobody wants to deal with live chicken. You yeah. see a live chicken, you're like, ugh. I did not think that through. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. All right. I'm getting chickens. Are they on Amazon? Yeah. Can you get chickens on Amazon? Probably, <laughs> I I I make a strong assumption that yes, you could get chickens on Amazon. I'm look that up right now. Yeah, do it. Good. In the meantime, uh, we're we're gonna move on. The proper introduction of uh, uh, the man behind the curtain, Brian Baltashevitz. I wasn't kidding. We're always rooting for you, buddy. Let me know what you find out about chickens. Uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, another very special guest on the show today. I I'm actually really really excited that that uh, he made some time for us because we got a chance to work together a couple of months ago. Could have been a month ago. Time has no meaning anymore. And we had a great time. I thought we hit it off. And he's just a brilliant, funny guy. Uh, in in uh, June of 2019, he recorded two sold-out shows at the legendary Friars Club in New York City. 
and that was for the uh, Larry the Cable Guy's Get Her Done Records and Comedy Dynamics. Uh, the, the album is called Turner Sparks Live from the Friars Club. Uh, it went to number two on the iTunes uh, Top 200 Comedy Charts and a Top 10 hit on the Billboard Charts. Uh, he's a creator and host of the international comedy podcast Lost in America, which is number one in Armenia, Mongolia, Nepal, uh, Chile, uh, Czech Republic, Peru, Pakistan. I want to get them all in there. Um, and that's like iTunes stand-up comedy charts. I mean, he's crushed in this and by the way he's number five in america because we're bought on everything um he was elected on the board of governors of the friars club he's best of the fest at a number of different comedy festivals he's an eagle scout you can catch him touring the country and the world from new york to la to china and beyond he's the international man of comedy that's the name i give him and he's recording another album march 11th um another hour at the friars club ladies and gentlemen please welcome turner sparks Yes. Thank you for having me, Jason and Brian. Oh my gosh. Yes. First of all, we need to save Brian. <laughs> I know, right? I think this should just be an hour of us talking Brian off the ledge. He is he is he's got 10 10 toes hanging over the he's ledge in right, a two now. right now. <laughs> By the end of this hour, we're going to get you to a 3. All right. I was thinking 2 was 2 felt pretty good. Two, two was a positive. Two was an improvement. Was it goes up to eleven, Brian. We need you high. We need you higher. Even I, two I out of four is bad. Like a two-star <laughs> movie, you're like, oh, you know. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. So we'll keep coming back to that. We'll keep getting Brian in and trying to put a smile on his face. Yes. Uh, Turner, it's great to see you, buddy. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, man. good to see you too, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and you and know what? I think we did that in. October, so it was like five. Oh, was it really at this oh, point? Man. But it, you're right; it feels like a month, maybe two. You could have said June. I'd be like, "Yeah, I remember it was really hot. It was not at all." I know it time. Was, it was it's fall. hard to tell what time. Time barely exists anymore. It goes so slow, and yet it also feels right. like it was a month ago. Yeah, indeed. Um, and you are. Uh, where are you right now? Because you could literally be anywhere in the world. You're where you where you where you. Where you I'm in Brooklyn, about? New York. Okay, so I live in Brooklyn. Um, I can't, I did live in China for 12 years, but I can't wow. go there right now. Actually on my podcast on lost in America, I just finished an interview with a comedian, a Beijing comedian, Tony Cho. That's really? going to come out. Um, it'll already be out by the time you hear this actually. But, oh, cool. um, so we talked to him about what's it like in Beijing right now with the Olympics and everything. And it's hilarious. Cause he's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and like, what's it like there with the Olympics? He's like, I, we can't see the Olympics. So really, they got to lock like, down. They can watch them on TV, but it's a bubble. Oh. It's like living in Orlando and being like, what's it like in the NBA bubble like a year ago? You yeah, know, right, right. It, they NBA bubbled, but like 30,000 <laughs> people. No kidding. They did a wow. bubble for the whole Olympic village and all the athletes and some fans. They're like some amount no of fans. Kidding. So they're not dead empty, but yeah, yeah to that he's just intent. And he's he's like, I can see the stadium from where I live, but I can't. Like, there's no way to get there. No kidding, man. This yeah. is like this is a post-apocalyptic thing. Like we're experiencing that. It's not what I thought it would feel like, but that's it. I mean, think about that. Yeah, it's more boring than the movies made it out to be. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, a really good point. Yeah. In all those movies, everyone has cool haircuts and like their. <laughs> it's like black guys with mohawks that are dyed blue. And none of that. I don't see any of that. I haven't seen a helmet on anybody. This is you're right. This is depressing. I haven't seen a single blue mohawk. <laughs> and no weird like piercings. No. How how do we fix that? That's the next question. No torn pants. <laughs> that was a big one too. Like women yeah, yeah. like jeans just ripped off like halfway yeah. through. 
Yeah. And no vehicles with some really cool, like defensive sort of. Yeah. There's no like bazookas on a, yeah. like a Humvee. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. It's a very boring. Mostly people just sitting, looking at their computers. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's kind of stayed home. Which is, yeah. I guess, realistic if you think of that. That's what an apocalypse would be. I'll be like, oh, my God, Mad Max. They're chasing Mad Max again. I'm just going to stay here. I know. I'll watch it on TV. Yeah. yeah. They probably had chickens. Those, all those apocalyptic people probably I'm sure had they had chickens. And no coop. <laughs> no, they don't need a coop. See, you, you, if it was now, you could sell them the coop. If it was... But so they, they, don't, they don't exist in this. They got to rewrite all those movies. <laughs> All right, so you're so you're uh, talking with people in in China, traveling the world. Like, I, yeah. so where does all this come from? I mean, I like to get the origin stories, but now I'm actually more invested than I normally am week to week. Oh man, I don't know because I remember when I was like 18 or 16 or 17. You know how like I don't know if you ever watched a video of yourself from when you were in high school. Ugh, well, oh no. my god, I'm I'm 39. I don't know how old you guys are, <laughs> but it's thank God there's like only like one or two videos on camp handheld camcorders of me. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm such a jackass, you know. And sure. I remember the only, I, I like barely remember anything from that age because I drank a lot uh, in college. We would have been friends. I like that. Yeah, you know, gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do remember saying when I was like 16 or 17, like, I'm never, I don't need to travel. Everything I have is here in America. I might have even said California. That's where I'm from. <laughs> I don't need to leave Sacramento. What else is out there that we don't have here? We got You're Jack the center the of the world. That's yeah. Right. yeah. And um, then when I was 20, I went on this semester abroad uh, in a ship. It was, called, it was called Semester at Sea. Yeah. And you go on wow. a cruise ship, but you go for like four months. And um, good Lord. You that go, sounds like a, a way to just not do work. It's like it just was go awesome. And, yeah. yeah, you they technically like they get they get professors to come on the ship too. So they turn the ship into like a working university. Mm -hmm. But anytime you're on land, you don't have school at all. Because and you can just go like you you land in Cuba and they go all right. We'll see. Just be back here in five days when the ship leaves. And oh my god, that, that, that that's all a you have nightmare to do. for a parent. They did oh, they know that people when they were dying you? left and right. <laughs> It was very, very irresponsible. One lady, like one girl, like married a, a, someone in like a Brazilian favela. Like, and never, we never saw her again. Really? Just, we were like, what happened to Karen? They're like, oh, she got married to that guy over there. Wow. And then just gone. What? And the ship would leave. It would leave. And there was no, they said, we're not responsible. You're 18. You're adults. You're responsible for yourselves. So, they weren't wow. responsible for us. We had to get ourselves back to the ship by the time it left. If you missed, your your choice was either just to fly home or try to catch a flight to the next country it was going to to meet the ship then. But if you get married in a favela, you know, it's you're just done. You're there. Yeah. Yeah, you got you're there. So she's probably living her life now. <laughs> Brazilian slum. Oh you're looking for a job if that's yeah. what's happening. So Good. I think that's how COVID started was on the ship that you're talking about. It was crazy. I'm sure it, it was crazy. Patch Adams was on our ship, like the real one. But then he was just trying to bang all like the 20 year olds. He was like 70 at that time. Making people laugh. That's how it you get wild. the ladies. Yeah, yeah it was wild. Wow. So anyway, I did that. And you go to like 10 countries in four months. We were in Cuba. Fidel Castro spoke to us. And Jesus. there was no metal detector to even get in. Like I was like, any of us could have just shot Castro. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. And uh, like 500 college students, he, he called Good us Lord. over to this like hall and spoke to all of us. 
Wow. Trying to like it, trying to make us communists. <laughs> was that was that kind of the his spiel? I think yeah, his spiel was like, why? First of all, it was question and answer. I will answer anything, but it turns out all of his answers take an hour. So <laughs> he only takes five questions, and you're sitting there for five hours. By oh like two God. hours in, people are leaving. They're like, what do yeah. I'll see him again? What this isn't, you know. I right. could see Castro anytime. What do I need <laughs> to stay here for? <laughs> Leave and come back. He'll still yeah, be it's there. dinner, you know? Right. And, wow. But his whole thing was like, uh, uh, I remember somebody asked him, they were like, what's your, why don't you have free elections in Cuba? And he was like, well, this is his answer. It's such a great blowhard answer. He goes, what's your definition of free? <laughs> because I think having the capitalists rule you're you're not free you're in doc you're mind controlled by television and da, 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 da. and then he just went off for an hour on something else you know right so yeah. anyway i did this it was just crazy i was 19 i think i turned 20 on the ship sounded like um, you turned 30 on the ship yeah. if i'm being honest yeah oh my like, gosh you aged yeah. here and all that it was international <laughs> waters monkey knife fights all that kind of stuff out there was this an you accredited can do it program what what like i want to see the accreditation <laughs> yeah like the group that approved all this bizarrely it was <laughs> it was uh at the time university of pittsburgh so uh, technically well, you would transfer for the semester to university of pittsburgh and you get all your credits from them and then you transfer back at the end and now it's still done university of colorado i think took it over when like too many people died and pittsburgh was like we're out of this you know at some point pittsburgh was like listen we gotta we gotta own some of this shit Give it I to mean, Colorado. They're high in the weed out there. Give it to them. Yeah. The semester before I did it, some kid in the, just fell off the ship one night. Yeah. And they, you know, well, we got to go. You know, we got to get to San Paolo. We can't slow down. Jeepers. So they're gone. <laughs> no, wait, it's wild. It My brother did it before me. A bus flipped over in India. They were all on and like eight people died. If you're, if you're, if your cabin mate falls off the ship in the middle of the semester, do you get an automatic A? Is that how that works? Well, you, yeah, I, yes. Isn't that the, oh, that's that, that <laughs> old, old yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're, wasn't it, they make a movie based off that? Yeah. Uh, like yeah, wives tale that if yeah, you're, yeah, there's it, something if your like roommate that. dies, you, you if get straight A's. suicide in the middle of the semester. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie that they could never make now. No, they would never make that now. People were like right. the, celebrating the danger, you know, the mental illness. Yeah. What's so funny, this is this is like a boat that treats 18 year olds like the rest of the world does here. Yes. We, we don't treat them like that. We, you know, they're still. Yeah. Yeah. Children. So I did that. And then I went back to college. I finished college, went to University of Miami, did two more years there, finished up and then immediately went to. <laughs> Wait, you. So the most dangerous part of this story was your two years at the University of Miami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three and a half in total. And that was. Got it. This is what I'm saying. I don't have much of a memory anymore. Right. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, so then finished school. And part of that, we, we started, we literally started in the Bahamas, like just off the coast of Miami. And we ended in Seattle and we went around the world. You know? Wow. So Good we Lord, went to China man. and Japan and, and Singapore and Vietnam and India and all over the place. Um, that's, a, that's a trip of a lifetime. Like, yeah. Aside, like, oh, my God. Really cool. South Africa. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and so I liked Asia and I wanted to like move to a I wanted something I, I heard you could like teach English in Asia. This is like everyone was teaching English in Asia. I don't know if people still do this. Yeah. But anyone who didn't want to get a real job after college, 
you just, we all figured out you didn't need a job. You just needed something. I mean, you needed a job. You needed to be able to pay your bills, but yeah. you didn't need to like be a doctor. You just needed to be something that like your parents could like brag about at a cocktail party. <laughs> so they're like, my son's a doctor. Like my son's a lawyer. Oh, my son's in Asia. Like they don't even say what you do. Yeah. They just say you're in Asia and people go, Ooh, right. you know, <laughs> so it's a real loophole. Yeah. There's a lot of parents listening go, no, don't give it away. Yeah, exactly. Giving away the, the secrets, man. So I moved to China. I was going to stay one year and teach English. And then um, I ended up staying for 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Kind of got out of hand. You just stayed. You just. Yeah. I, I started a business, Mr. S an ice cream truck business. I don't know if I That's told the you the most part. American thing you could do is to go to this China and start an ice cream truck. My plan was to bring freedom to China. It didn't work, but Through I tried. ice cream, which was <laughs> actually a really smart, smart plan. So in New York, there's this Mr. Softy ice cream trucks. They have them in New Jersey and actually in Florida now. And mm. it's been, there's a, there's a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about the Mr. Softy truck and it pops up. It's in pop culture. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. I knew like the, I, I went to college with this kid, this guy who his grandfather started Mr. Softy. So we opened Mr. Softy in China. Wow. We opened a truck and a store and then eventually got up to like 10 trucks and two stores. And I did that. Wow. That was my main business. I did that for 10 years. No kidding. Um, Sounds like it was successful if you had that many trucks. Yeah. Yeah. We did well. Yeah. We wanted to go like national, like we were raising money to go really big. And then it ended up getting shut down by the government. Yeah. Really? Um, and now they, their relatives all do it. So they said, great idea, but for us. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really what happened? Yeah. Good Lord. They're like, if this you is a great idea. China now, Get if you were here. to be able to go to China now, there's yeah. copy versions of our truck throughout the country. No kidding. Yeah. You were the Mr. Softies. Yeah. That actually. Oh we're the Johnny gosh. Appleseeds. Yeah. What do they call them? What's uh, the... Well, we call them Ranchin Shinshung, which just means Mr. Soft Heart. Because like softies, not <laughs> yeah. a word. Yeah, but yeah. what's funny about it Whoa. is like the Chinese guys I knew, like the 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 dick joke still works <laughs> in Chinese. Yes. Oh, so, perfect. So yeah. Chinese like guys I knew would be like, ah, ha, ha, Ranchin Shinshung. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys are, uh, we're just just dumb dicks i love ah, it this is so more great. that brings us together than <laughs> divides us i'll tell you that much so this is the, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this back in through the comedy lens here and sure. say oh yeah comedy. to me the best yeah to me the best comics are people who've you know have some life experience mm. uh you had all of yours between 19 and 29 it sounds like like that's yeah. amazing so at what point do you turn you know mr softy and that experience i mean you you met a woman, right? Is that happen over there? Is this... I met a woman. Okay, that's there's always <laughs> that part, the B story, the love story. Give it, fill fill us in, because I want to know where this goes to comedy. It's amazing. Well, so it goes to comedy. Actually, I want to say 2009. So I was like 27, 28, still running Mr. Softy, but I'd just been a fan oh. of comedy my whole life. Uh, so halfway through the Mr. Softy thing, a friend of mine who's from Portland, Oregon. Moved to town. I mean, I knew I met him when he moved to town. The town I was living in was called Sujo, the city. Um, he moved to Sujo, opened like an American dive bar yes. in town. It was called, <laughs> he named it after the, uh, he named it the Drunken Clam 
after uh, from from uh, Family Guy. Family Guy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he had the sign outside, like the light no up, like shit. the clam mouth opening and closing. Uh, he just copied it. Yeah. This is my favorite person. This guy. Yeah, he's great. And awesome. so he opened it, and I was in there one night, hammered with this Australian guy, and we were just talking about how much we love comedy. We always wanted to try comedy, and the owner Sean heard us. And he was like, hey, um, if you guys agree to do comedy, if you guys want to do comedy, I'll build you a stage in the bar. Like it had been open like two months. He's like, I'll build a stage. I'll put in lighting. And we were wasted. So we're like, yeah, sounds good. We can do it. <laughs> All the best ideas. That's and how then they the start. next morning at noon, he called me and like woke me up. And he goes, hey, the stage is done. <laughs> you guys are on in three weeks. <laughs> like, oh, man, you can get construction done very quickly. There. Yeah, apparently. Holy shit. Yeah, there's no unions, you know, so people work weekends and nights, <laughs> whatever you want. Right. So wow. he got that stage and lights and set and everything in. And we started like three weeks later, we started a show. And then for the first year we did a, we didn't even know what we were supposed to do. Like we didn't know it took us a year to even know what, a, like you have to have a light to tell people yeah. when to get off stage. <laughs> people just kind of went till they were done. No kidding. Yeah. And then we had we didn't have seats i remember like it was a couple people would sit but mostly people would stand so it was almost like a mosh pit like punk concert vibe you know <laughs> right right and uh you're like yelling your jokes at people and it was chaos but he would give yeah. all the comedians free beer it was he wanted the show free but then he would just give you free beer all night yeah and wow. i think after a year we changed it to like eight dollars but in that yeah. first year we did a show every month new material every month right we didn't wow. know people did material over and over again. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. So none of it was ever good. All of it was like half thought out. And then we would just ditch it the next month and have to right. do the same audience. It wasn't a big enough like foreign expat community. The same yeah. people would come back every month to watch, you know? Yeah. So it was like a group of like six or eight of us who some people yeah. would take a month off every once in a while, but I hosted it every month. Right. And then by the second year, we got a, we figured out there was supposed to be a light. We got seats. We charged eight dollars and then it started resembling what comedy actually is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one night in that first year, I remember a guy told a joke about someone in the audience and the guy from the audience jumped up and punched him in the face. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't I'm like I'm flabbergasted right now. This whole thing is amazing to me. It was like crazy vibe, like mayhem yeah. vibe, like yeah, no yes. respect, no separation between stage and audience. Right. You know? It literally does sound like a punk show. Yeah, actually. like they felt they were entitled to just get on stage and pull the mic away or like <laughs> it was it was crazy. Do any of those people still do comedy? Or are you the only guy or what? Uh, out of the first year, no, I'm the only one. But then in the second year, what we found out later is that at the same time as us in the next city over was Shanghai, which is like 50 miles away. Okay. But they were doing the same. There was a group of eight people there doing the same thing. Wow. And so we linked wow. up with them. And then by year two, we had like double the, we had 16 of us and then we could do a show in our town and then a show in their town yeah. and then to different audiences, you know? Very and out cool. of that, yes, there's a guy named William Childress who's based out of Atlanta now who still does oh, really? comedy. Wow. Okay. Um, Damon Sumner out of Atlanta. Wait, uh, I, know, I know Damon. You might know Damon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in China with, yeah, he was in the Shanghai group. No shit. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I'm going to hit him up. I'm talking to him about that. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Audrey Murray, who's an author now, she has a book called Open Mic Night in Moscow. She ended up going around Eastern Europe doing stand up for a while. And she's based in New York really? now. She's like a really su- successful author. Um, Andrea Jones Roy, a comic in, in New York. And then uh, Andy Curtin, who is the head now, he's the guy I ended up starting a comedy club with. He's now the head of comedy for Live Nation in Asia, Australia, and New Zealand. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's spectacular, man. We had a cool group. And, uh, 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 William Childress is at the, um, what's that big club in Atlanta? Like the cool one, not the gigantic. The Laughing Skull? Laughing Skull. Yeah, yeah. he's there a lot. Forms there. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm knocked out. They're, they did a documentary, actually, where Chad Daniels and yeah, um, those guys went out there. Did they go to, to one of those spots that you're talking about? No, what's funny they is went? they didn't come to Shanghai. Is that what it was? So, okay. Or they didn't come to mainland China. They went. It was Chad Daniels and... Uh, yeah, like, uh, Bo- not Bobby Lee, but uh, something Lee. The guy's from Minnesota. Segura, Tom Segura. Tom Segura, that's right. Yeah, it's Somebody else is called it's I Need fun. You to Kill. That's it, exactly. And it's called I Need You to Kill because the comedy club... There was a comedy club in Hong Kong, which at that point was not really part of China. Like kind of, but kind of not. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and the own, the booker of the comedy club, I remember, was t- would tell everyone that. He did all mm-hmm. of it. Like before you would go on stage, he'd come up to you and be like, Turner, I need you to kill. And you're like, right. it's like you make you so nervous. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they got video of him saying it to them. And then they made that the name of the, it's on no Amazon. Kidding. You can go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wasn't that long. I saw it. That's so cool. Man. We I, were all I'm there like, then, but they didn't come up to Shanghai. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but you were f- familiar with it. That's yeah. crazy. I'm like yeah. going to scroll past all that. Well, let's, let's, let's take this a moment. We're going to take a quick break. Um, I'm, I'm knocked out by this conversation. Everyone's going to be coming back. We're talking to Turner Sparks. If you want to learn more about Turner, uh, go to turnersparks.com. Uh, you can find the schedule of shows, comedy clips, pictures, all kinds of great information. And also don't forget to speak of the comedy zone tonight through Saturdays, the incomparable Sean Jones. Don't miss that. He's also doing a special Valentine's day show. Uh, so check that out. As always, cltcomedyzone.com for full schedule. And we'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comedy Zone podcast. We're talking to Turner Sparks. And I was just laughing because uh, I'm just like an idiot listening. Like this story is amazing. I'm supposed to be, <laughs> I'm supposed to be moving the story along and, and having some input. And that's I'm just having a good time talking with uh, Turner. So, um, so we uh, you said in between that. So the next step of your comedy sort of life there. Tell tell us where where it goes from here. Yeah. So after that, we we link up with the Shanghai crew and the ten of us, twelve of us are doing comedy. We decide to start bringing over touring we need to get better right because we're not we can't watch there's no one to learn from right we don't know anyone else doing comedy no one else knows anyone else doing comedy so we start flying over american headliners and no we set up um andy Curtin and i the guy who now does live nation 
set, start setting up rooms around the country to where we can come in once a month with an American headliner and Andy and I are, will open or Damon Sumner and I will mm -hmm. open or Andy and William, William Childress are open or somebody, you know, and um, we could hit four or five cities around the country in a week and then end in my city, Suzhou, and then, and then Shanghai on the weekend and do two shows at Shanghai. So we started bringing over guys like Ari Shafir, um, wow. okay. Butch Bradley, uh, Steve Simone. Let's see. I always forget people. Paulo Gata, William, uh, Wilson Vince. Uh, I think Mark Norman eventually came after I took off. Um, wow. Joe Mackey, tons of people. Yeah, it's amazing. That's and, yeah, that big name folks right there. Yeah. 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 So it was fun. Oh, and Jimmy Schubert. I don't know if you know Jimmy, but uh, Jimmy, I love he's Jimmy the best. Schubert. Yeah. Schubert came over. I think he came three times. <laughs> really? Yeah. And Tom Rhodes came a bunch too. If you know, Tom. right on. Yeah. Jimmy's, it was just, great. Jimmy's just yelling at, at Chinese people. Oh my God. He would, <laughs> he got an app on his phone that would, he would say something and it would translate it into Chinese <laughs> for him. And he was doing it in, he was holding it up to the mic. Really? Yeah, he would like turn around to face like back to the mic and say something into it and then hold it up and all the Chinese people would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> even though our audiences are English speaking, even the Chinese people right. can speak English. That's why they would come out to the show. Yeah. But yeah, he loved And people them. are worried about Zoom shows. Jimmy Schubert's ahead of his time over there. He's <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a maniac. Yeah. Ah, oh, love that guy. So, awesome. uh, um then we decided to open a full-time club in Shanghai. So this tour we were calling Kung Fu Comedy Man. Tour. So we opened mm -hmm. the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai, Andy and I did. And, um, we, and then we started fostering a Chinese language comedy scene. Wow. So can I, can I ask you something? So yep. Kung, Kung Fu, say it again, it's called Kung Fu Comedy Kung Club, Fu so? Comedy. Yeah. Kung Fu comedy. Does that, is there any translation that I don't know about for Chinese people? It's Kung Fu. Oh, uh, no, it's a good point though. Kung Fu comedy is the name of in a long time ago when television first started and movies started getting first made in China, mm -hmm. the comedy movies, the genre of movie was called Kung Fu comedies. Really? So Kung Fu just means it doesn't actually mean martial arts. Kung Fu yeah. just means you're a master at like they have Kung Fu tea. It just means like it was tea that was made oh, by a master. Okay. You know? All right. So Kung Fu comedy, it mean it was a it was a genre of comedies. Means like these are the best comedies. These are made right. by like masters, you know. Oh shit! Oh, I'm glad I asked because I yeah I didn't know. Yeah, so we linked it to that. What's funny is later on when um the people like industry people started finding out about the name and finding out like it was started by two white guys. They were saying it was like a ra we were like racist in some uh, people who didn't know who weren't yeah. Chinese people never said this. They knew the history of it we were like honoring the history of comedy in China. Right. They thought we were making fun of someone doing like physical Kung Fu. Oh, wow. We're like, no, it doesn't have to do with that at all. <laughs> you actually use the proper definition yes. of it. They assume that you're. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's America for you. That is America. They were like, so, of course it, they're being racist. What else could it be? Of course. Be, yeah. <laughs> couldn't be the proper education and, and learning what the real thing is. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Right. So, um, so we would have show, I think six night, five or six nights a week we were open. And oh. for example, on Friday nights, we'd have a six o'clock Chinese language show, eight o'clock English show, 10 o'clock English show. So it'd be like three shows. Wow. Okay. And the Chinese people would come for the six and we started fostering like Chinese language comics to just, we're starting yeah. in our club. They would come for the six. A lot of them would then stay for the eight and the 10 because they were like, oh, I'm going to see if I can understand the English. Yeah. Right. And they would come out, they would always tell you the amount. They come out, they'd be like, this week I understood 40%. Wow. 
<laughs> and then like the next week they'd be like 60 percent like they're very proud of the percentage they got oh, awesome. yeah it was great because it's different than just a translation of just hanging out and talking right totally the the you know there's layers to comedy and innuendo yeah. and, and references right? what it really taught you is to not rely on references and not rely on so wow. a lot, it makes it, so you're doing a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that we all like family, we all have families, we sure. all cry. And then, and then obviously there's local stuff, you know, but yeah. that you can get, but, um, yeah, it made, it made everyone kind of like sharpen up in that way, like not lean yeah. on what crutch one way or the other too much. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I've seen that, but you get comics who are too, too much under referencing pop culture and stuff like that. And that's sort yes. of start to define who they, their, their and then comedy. we figured out yeah. like if the reference was in the premise, it was fine because you're presenting, you can explain it. You can take an extra sentence mm -hmm. and explain what like Domino's pizza is. Right. Yeah. Ah, it's an average, it's a crappy pizza place in America, or like Little Caesars. Yeah. I was in Little Caesars. It's a crappy pizza place in America. Boom. Then do the joke. Right. But right. if the, if the, if the reference is the punchline, like, yeah, what is this? A Little Caesars? Like <laughs> the bombs. Cause they don't know what that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're like, we learned that pretty early. Oh, interesting. Um, wow. That probably. So yeah, we had like four yeah. or five years there. We're doing the tour, maybe more. We're doing the tour and we're do we have the club running and the club selling out every weekend. And the tour is going wild and the Chinese scenes like building and building and building. And then um, eventually I moved to New York in 2016, but Andy kept it going. And in 2018, we sold the club to uh, Live Nation and they hired Andy. Um, and then nine months later, Live Nation got shut down. Our club got shut down by the government. Oh, but wow. With Live Nation in charge. No so, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy just you cultivated this thing and then they were like nope we're gonna take little softies and your comedy club i mean very much true like a week after they shut us down um a new like a chinese company started running comedy in that room yeah it became <laughs> that's like, coincidence literally. that's yeah. coincidence come on <laughs> no oh, man well yeah. i mean is there a better compliment now than for the chinese government to shut down all your hard work i'm two for two yeah it's wow. pretty good well but, why'd you um, move and also chinese comedy is doing great there now i mean like good. my friend tony good. cho the beijing guy it's gigantic they have he said 100 shows on a saturday night in beijing now it's like new york city no kidding oh it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. of yeah. course i i kid about all that, that stuff with china but uh because comedy's comedy uh I'm, clearly i mean you're yeah. showing that's doesn't matter where you're at right i mean there's the one people want to laugh you know? Totally. And it's now it's like global more than ever. There's comedians yeah. in every country in the world, which is what we do on our podcast. We pick a different country each week and find the comedian there. Well, that's, a, that's a good the news. Perfect. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Lost in America. It's a, yeah. it is weekly. It's a weekly show. Yeah. It's every Tuesday and, yeah. uh, or I guess Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and every week we pick a news story that we don't totally understand because in America, if there's a war breaks out in another country, we learn about it until Trump gets two scoops of ice cream instead of one. <laughs> and then, and then that's all knocked off the new, off right. the headlines. Of course. Right? Yeah. Or until like, yeah, Biden says the wrong thing or whatever it might be, you know, right. and then all of a sudden uh. they're done. So we folk, we realized my co-host Kathleen and I realized a while ago, we know we're idiots. We don't know about like world yeah. politics. And every, anytime we see a headline, we're like, oh yeah, I know what Darfur is, 
but not really. We know it's a place and maybe right. a thing. Yeah. And, and so we said, let's start learning about this. And I knew from my background in, com in international comedy, I know comedians throughout the world. Yeah. Like who better to teach this to us than someone who's actually living there in the middle of it and they're a comedian and they're funny. And they're gonna spin and it, right? Like they'll spin it to- They know how to spin it to make yeah. it good. And they're usually almost always nonpartisan because comedians can see through like the bullshit mm -hmm. it, throughout the world. They can be like, right. well, this part, this side wants you to think this, this side wants you to think this, here's what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of x-ray vision that the comics have. I, I would tend to agree with that a lot of times. Yeah, uh, so- So you're so in all these different countries. I mean, is it- the the show is popular there or is it just put out to those countries like well no i mean the show's obviously it's like podcast so it's throughout the world but yeah. i think people comedy fans in other countries might first listen to us because we have we get pretty popular comedians so we might get like yeah. the most popular comedian in chile to be on our show okay like the guy we actually just had in wow. chile we had him so chile has a new either prime minister or president. I forget which one it is. Okay. And he's like a, um, uh, he's like a self-admitted, he's basically, he's like a communist. Okay. And he's like, he's like 35 and right. he's like his pink hair and he just got elected president. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. And so he's like, yeah, whatever. Like communism is great. Like there's no, you know. <clears throat> and so we got this comedian on to explain like, what is this, who is this guy for real? Yeah. And the comedian was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be on your podcast. I'm actually good friends with him. I can do this. And wow. so then we, we played the other side. She was like, well, if you're good friends, you're going to give us a slanted view. So, like, so we do a t as much research as possible on the story. Yeah. So we know what we're talking about going in so we can present a balanced view if it does go one way or the other, you yeah. know. But um, we essentially are just trying to learn about whatever say, the so news item of the week is. It you know. sounds like you're taking the information seriously, even though it's yes. a comedy sort of. Oh, totally. It's, yeah, it's yeah, real yeah. information. Like we're learning yeah. every week and like our audience learns every week. And like we had a comedian last week in um, Ukraine to tell us what's it really like on oh, the sure, ground yeah. right now right. when you're about to be attacked by Russia. And what's funny is the answer was the guy was like, yeah, we're always about to be attacked by Russia. <laughs> so no one really cares. Wow. They're like, he's like, yeah, we'll deal with it when we're attacked, but no shit. The news you're getting, like, it's very sensationalized over here and in there. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. So no kidding. Um, yeah. Talk about not getting the full story. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So we try to get the full story and, and it, and so I think what happens is you might start listening if you're in Chile, because we, we talked about your country, yeah. but then you realize like, oh, well, I kind of want to learn about that too. I want to learn about that yeah. too. So we just build up in these places. Yeah. Oh man, that is fantastic, yeah. man. Uh, Thanks. I, I'm excited to listen to it. I, I, I did not know about it until, you know, I started looking you up more again, yes. we worked together and I, I knew I wanted yeah. you on the show. I go to your web, the website's fantastic. It's just like, oh, it's, thanks, a really, dude. it's a really good website. So now I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be great. Have you ever thought about being part of the queen city podcast network? I have not. We, we actually have a network. I, oh, okay. We're called the world's smartest podcast network. <laughs> <laughs> we took a vote. Brian. And we, 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 yeah, we were voted smartest by all four of us on the network. Oh, well, see, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Brian, Brian was at a three. Now he's back down to a two. I'm oh, afraid. I'm sorry. Bro. After that news. Uh, that's cool. Tell me about your uh, co-host again. She's a comic. No, it's a guy, uh, Mike Kaplan, Michael. Oh, I, oh Mike not, Kaplan. Not, not MYQ. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So yeah. for the purpose of the podcast, he goes by Michael Ira Kaplan. 
Gotcha. But um, <laughs> he's just my friend that I've known forever. He's not a stand-up. Oh, and really? when I moved to New York, I didn't know anybody, but I wanted to start a podcast. And he's, you know how all comedians have, we're all funny, but all of us, when you ask us who's the funniest person we know, it's almost never a stand-up. It's like <laughs> this guy, Frank, I went to high school with. Right, yeah. You know, he yes. once took a dump in the middle of gym class. It was great. Yeah. That's Kaplan <laughs> for me. He's like the funniest guy I've ever known. He's not yeah. a stand-up. So I just like, well, why don't I just start a podcast with the funniest guy I know? Yeah. Well, that's great. And there's so many podcasts with comics these days too that that's a yeah. that is a that's a fresh take uh yes. having <laughs> it's a hot take having a non uh comedian do it <laughs> you gotta zig cow. every once in a while when they zag yeah so all right yeah. so you got uh uh how i mean how many episodes you guys out i mean is this how new is it i mean what could people can oh go man back? we're we did 260 today we put out our 260th but we only moved to this format we were really waffling in the wind for years yeah um we've been doing this <laughs> format a little over a year i want to say right and on. that's when it started really taking off before that we didn't know what we were doing we were having one week could be a comedian the next week it would be like well I, like we'd be in subway we'd be like we need a guest all right i don't know you want to find out about sandwiches so, you know we didn't know what we were so we did get that guy on it was literally yeah. just whoever was around like we need a guest wow. this week and we try to be funny but we realized by by basing it in in information, and then allowing yeah. the funny to come when it does, it nah, it's that's really smart, man. That's really and you're interested smart. in it. You know, you almost have to sure. find something you're interested in anyway. So, well, of course. I mean, I, I think you know, and I don't, I don't. This is sort of blasphemy right now, but sure, I like listening to comics that are around bullshit. But a lot of them are rudderless. You know, it's yeah. just them. And if you're just not into them, it doesn't mean anything. But if you've got That's like some... what you're describing our old guest. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I have people on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it more interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. Well, so tell me. So when did you so you get back here in 2016? Do you hit the ground running and you're doing stand up and you're like, um, how did I you develop the, this? I don't know if hit the ground running would be <laughs> hit the ground yeah. falling off of a truck would be the way I landed in New York City. Yeah. Uh, no, man, I got here. I, I got to New York. The goal, I mean, it was comedy right away. I was going to do comedy. Yeah. We had shut down Mr. Softy and I'm like, I'm going to do comedy full time. I've been doing it about five or six years at that point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't develop the same way you guys did. I wasn't like a sure. hundred spots a night. You know, it wasn't go out and do 20 spots even a month the first sure. year it was like one a month you know yeah, so right. it was a slower build um got to new york and just like everybody else man i started barking at the lantern comedy club the first year yeah did that for a year uh got as as many bar shows as i could and just ran around town and tried to make contacts and do sets and sure yeah they would let me host i think i got a deal where i could host four times a week do four set extra sets a week, like spots a week, and then bark and do a set four times a week at the Lantern. So they were giving me 12 spots a week. Oh, okay. So that was really good, but I, you know, I had to work for it. Sure. Um, and then, uh, and then just kind of built from there and started slowly going on the road and building and I worked clean and that yeah. kind of developed over New York, um, realizing I was kind of mostly clean anyway. So why not just be all the way? And it, it yeah. opened up opportunities for shows like we did at the, at the country yeah. club in North Carolina. I gotta say though, that you're someone who's clean that I was mostly through the show and it was kind of like, wait, he's not, he's not being dirty. It didn't feel oh, like a clean show. Thank you. So for people who want to see you, that's one thing that I noticed It's like, Oh, this is great. It doesn't feel like a clean show though. I'm not, 
Thank you. Jokes are still like proper adult jokes. They're just, you know, yeah. you're not throwing F-bombs. That's, that's a big compliment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Because that is the thing. When you say clean, some people are like, ah, what am I going to go? Is this Chuck E. Cheese? What are yeah, we doing? Yeah, it's a kid's you show. Know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not really kid. Like kids, people are like, can I bring my kids? I'm like, I'll tell them like if it's, I would say roughly 14 and over, like enough to understand yeah. concepts. Because I'm not doing kids jokes. These are, it's adult if I'm talking about like, I don't know, you know, you've seen it. It's adult, yeah. like um, stuff that some form, like you'd want to, you need some base of reference in the world. Of course. Yeah. I talk about yeah, like right. being on unemployment. Like a kid doesn't know what that means. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good example. Yeah, right? That's exactly yeah. right. I remember on that show that we did, I was saying something. I kept referring to these two girls who were sitting down. I was like, ah, oh, these kids, you know, whatever. And yeah. at the end of the show, they're like 23 or 24. Oh, or really? They look real young. <laughs> they came to the comedy zone. And they were like, hey, it was so good to see you again. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What's, what show? And they were like, they, it was your show. They like, you thought we were like 12. And I was like, oh, God. Amazing. I, like, I felt like well, a creepy you... old guy, though, <laughs> at that point. That's but amazing. Like, I'm glad they came back out, though. I mean, yeah. they liked it. Yeah. yeah, they did. It was good. So anyway. Well, you were really great fun. on that, too. And we got to do Thanks, more man. of those, man. Heck, yeah. Yeah. You got to let me know if you come through Charlotte. We'll let everybody know. Awesome. Um, Thank yeah, you. this is fantastic. So, so you're gearing up for your uh, March 11th. Your second album. This is the second yes. album, right? Yep, um, second album. Which I got to hear quite a bit of. We were just kind of talking about it, right? Yep. Um, and it's at the Friars Club. And the, you've been dealing with the COVID. So, I mean, how's it going? You guys going to you gonna sell it out? You going to, what are we doing? Is it going to be another live album? Yep, live album. Uh, I'll do video. Uh, the goal is to sell out the two shows. We got a little work yep. to do, but <laughs> 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 hopefully we can get there. But it's no one has been doing the past month, COVID, which I guess now it's across the US, but it hit yeah. first in New York in yeah. mid December. So from mid December until February 1st, no one left their home. Like no one was doing anything. Yeah. So everything was dying. Man, I was, I was doing spots around town a little bit and uh, no, they were empty. The clubs are all empty. Friars Club was basically shut down. I mean, it was open, but no one was there for a month. So yeah. it's it's been hard to gain momentum. But just in the past weeks, people started coming back out. Numbers are really low again. So That's, I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from from what I've been seeing, and Brian, maybe you can, because you I know you pay attention to this too. The this Omicron thing was was a it was a sharp spike, but it's dropping fast, and I and it sounds like it's a sharp drop. Weeks. As much of yeah. as quick as the spike was, the the drops happening the same. So we're almost we're back to pre Omicron numbers now in New York City. Yeah. Okay. Good. And I think everyone else will get there within like two weeks. That's that's what it sounds like. And I, I yeah. listened to a thing too, not to turn this into COVID talk, but yeah, that uh, they're gonna they're gonna want to quickly pull the mask mandates and stuff because this. The, the COVID, uh, the exhaustion, the fatigue is really set in and they're like, it's going to be a good summer. Everyone's going to yes. be able to be cool. And then we're well, now get... everyone has it. Yeah. So <laughs> the good side of that is that yeah. we, everyone just got vaccinated, whether they like it or not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, there. that's right. Everybody got it. I, when I got it, I got it in September or Did was you? it? Oh, I think yeah. It was September. And uh, yeah, the doctor was like, don't get a boost. Wait another six, eight months okay. and, and get a boost. He's like, you I'm just the, had it. I, I literally don't know a comedian in New York City besides me who didn't get it in December or really? January. Uh -huh. Literally everyone I know. Now, I stopped. I pulled, pumped the brakes a lot on spots because I yeah. had family coming to visit, my parents. Right. And I didn't want to not be able to see them while they were visiting me. You know, I didn't want to yeah, quarantine from yeah. them. More of like a convenience thing. Sure. Um, so I just didn't do spots. So I didn't get it. But like everyone who went out and did spots got it. Yeah, right on. But well, now I mean, everyone's you were, immune. 
you were also on that boat, so I'm pretty much you're you're immune to most things. Oh my god, that. yeah, I got everything <laughs> on that ship. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, listen, it's been an awesome talking to you, man, and and learning about all this stuff. It makes me want to watch that documentary again just to kind of refresh my memory. I'm definitely going to listen to the podcast. Uh, I'm Thank fascinated you. by it, and and I, I wish you the best touring. Uh, go to Turner Spark. That's I'm going to say it right. TurnerSparks.com. That's it. TurnerSparks.com. Oh, Pete Lee. That was the other guy in the documentary. Pete Lee. Yes, I kept wanting to say Bobby Lee. I was like, it's definitely yeah, not Bobby. You're Lee. right. Uh, excellent, man. Well, uh, you're fantastic, Brian. Oh, you how are you feeling, buddy? Did we get? Did we raise your spirits at all here? Or... Yes, two point five. <laughs> two point five, somewhere around there. Two point five. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm, we'll I'm gonna, take it. We'll we'll take it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call Tara and check on you here in a little while. Make sure you're okay. Uh, all right, folks. So one more time, Lost in America. Did I say yes. it right? Lost in America. Check out that podcast. Turner Sparks, you're awesome, man. Uh, don't forget this weekend, go see Sean Jones at the Comedy Zone and on Valentine's Day. And uh, buddy, I hope I see you again real soon, okay? We will. Of course we will. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. You're awesome too, man. This is a Got blast. it, man. All right, buddy. That's our show this week. Be funny, be safe. We'll see you next week. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com